What is up, everyone? This is Noelle Foley, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Proverbs. Oh, yeah. Have a nice day. Welcome to the 25th episode of Pro Wrestling Proverbs of this iteration. We are 25 episodes in, Logan. We're off. We're coming off a hot week. Uh, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Dynamite happened last night. Uh, but the big, I think still the big story of this week is still WrestleMania and its fallout. Uh, reactions to the Hall of Fame. Reactions to night one and night two. And a pretty lackluster Raw after Mania, if I do say so myself. Agreed. Uh, but before we get all to that, we do have some housekeeping notes to take care of. Uh, if you haven't been uh, tuned into our social, uh, I will be appearing on the Windley Mania podcast next week sometime uh, to talk about Mr. Nanny. They're doing a whole Hulk Hogan <laughs> movie thing. Uh, I believe... He, one of their hosts is coming on to our show, and it'll be our first time having somebody other than us on here, which will be weird. Uh, yeah, that'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know how much Logan will like that. <laughs> territorial. Very territorial. I, I was barely allowed on uh, on the show. <laughs> I, was, I was supposed to be just his producer, and then here we are. But, uh, so yeah, keep a lookout for that. And uh, we just surpassed 500 followers on TikTok, which is surprising because if you remember uh, an episode, I think it was like in January or December, I was talking about like, I don't know what to do with TikTok. This shit is so hard. Yep. It's so dumb. Like, what do I even post? Like, the wrestling TikTok community is so weird. It's either dudes overreacting to things that like aren't that exciting uh i could call up people by name if i don't want to um because <laughs> this is this is one guy he just he's a he's like a stoner and he just pisses me right off like he just watches like wwe and like yeah he would just be he would just be overreacting to like just a normal episode of like monday night raw like it's like cody rose just came out or something like that i, I, just, hate, oh. I just hate shit like that i'll call him out eventually. I, don't, I don't know why that reminded me I just love watching compilations of fans who supposedly like break their TV when they don't like a match result. Oh yeah, <laughs> or the ones where they're like crying, like you're not a real, you're not a real man if you don't cry at this. And then it shows like a moment in wrestling. Then it shows them like fake bawling. Oh, it, I, I remember. Crazy. I remember those were really big when. Uh... At the last WrestleMania in Dallas, when Roman beat Triple H for some reason, yeah, I, don't know. I remember this one guy just <laughs> in like the shittiest room I've ever seen in my life, like one of those rooms where like the TV's like on the like a dresser. <laughs> he just oh. it off. Uh, but anyway, getting sidetracked. Uh, Five hundred followers on TikTok. Uh, thank you to anyone from TikTok that's listening that decided to click the link in our bio actually and start listening to this. Uh, but yeah, a couple months ago, I was like, man, how do we, how do we even work TikTok? And like, Twitter was like our main social, but now it seems like the, the script is reversed. Uh, 
and that way yeah. we're 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 more known <laughs> as TikTokers than uh, anything else right now. So we'll I'll keep up on that as much as I can. <laughs> there's really like it's like when there's not something going on, like in like I like it, there's just nothing to post. So I'll keep keep look out for that. Uh, so anyway, I guess we can officially start now. Uh, Logan, the Hall of Fame. I know we have a lot of things to discuss about that. Uh, what, what was your What was your reaction watching the Hall of Fame? I know this is probably your favorite night of the weekend. Uh, yeah, so you're definitely. Big, you're, you're a big history guy. You love hearing the stories and all that. Uh, you think you, may, you might like it more than Mania itself. So, Friday night Hall of Fame just just went off the air. What would you think? Um, realistically, I found it very underwhelming. Um, I thought Scott's Steiner story was, I mean, it was it was cute because he talked about Randy. You know, it was kind of a bummer, essentially saying that they're the only ones alive. That used to ride together because they name dropped Hall, they name dropped Savage, and they name dropped uh, Owen and Davy Boy. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're the only that, ones that are alive. That's the wrestling business for you. All your friends yeah. are dead. And then Rick Steiner. I mean, he did what he normally does. He plays to be um, Scott Steiner's, you know, second. He's obviously not at the same level at this point anymore. It was still cool. Um, We'll skip the next one. We'll come. We'll come back to her. Vader's. I mean, it was his family, and we're not gonna get. Uh, I don't know if even Paul Bear's son did really well. Yeah, we're not gonna get that every year. His family was just glad to be there. Um, I hate saying it, but I feel like the son probably didn't even know his dad wrestled until, you know, seven or eight. <laughs> He didn't like, didn't really care. Or seventeen or eighteen, excuse me. And then he saw the money involved. Like he, no, he just he just watched the video package before he he went out there. He was like, oh, <laughs> Vader time. That's his catchphrase. I'll I'll yell that out into the crowd. Vader time. I also liked as he's walking down the ramp. Um, there's times where he couldn't do like the V properly. I'm like, that's your dad's gimmick. Come on, you should have been practicing that for months. Shad's son um, got it down. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was it was touching. And, it, and the Warrior Award, it made sense. I enjoyed that one. I, I, I got a question for you about the Warrior Award, about Dana. Doesn't, mm. doesn't this seem like everybody hates her? I'm, yes. not, I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about, like, the boys, the people working there. Cause oh, like, I think so. Because I was watching, and that's the first thing I noticed. Like nobody stood up, nope. nobody really clapped. Yeah. Like, well, for everybody else, even like the, like, the inductors, mm-hmm. like they all got like a standing ovation, and Randy's like high fiving them, and Riddle's making a dumbass face in the background. But like Dana, they're like, nothing. Um, I know at one point Dana tried. She's going to be on some sort of committee for either producing or writing. I'm sure she did any sort of like one-on-one. Like she, if you try to disagree with her, she'd let you know. 
was married to the warrior. Like it's some big coup. Um, yeah, I, like that's not even uh, a brag. Like I don't even know if anyone that likes her really or ever did. Then she's always so like weird. I know it's gonna sound awful. It's like, oh fuck you, you're weird. But whenever she act like tries to act like warrior, like when she's running down the ramp, I don't. She just looks odd to me. Whenever she shakes the ropes, she looks like that mom that's with her kids who are too old at like the zoo, and it's like, come stand with me, honey. Growl with this bear. Yeah. I. I just. I think the boy reward is. I like the purpose of it. I just wish it wasn't the Warrior Award. I just, I don't know. I the, think the, the Ultimate they, Warrior was a uh, not so good person. He was a homophobe. He, he might oh big time. So I um, I, just, I just have no respect for him really. I didn't even really like him as a wrestler. I we just didn't grow up at that time. I guess. Um, but I feel like he, he had everything. It was exciting, him, and he wasn't grateful for it. And yeah, I was saying, I don't strays here while we're talking about the Hall of <laughs> Fame, but fuck it. I mean, yeah, at the, at the time, he was exciting and he pinned Hogan. Um, but like you said, he's a homophobe. Um, he was pretty racist. He didn't treat his first wife well. He improved later, from what everyone says. And this is a case of, I guess we'll never know, but I truthfully think if he would have stayed alive, he would have had one more falling out. <laughs> That's just me. Um, I <laughs> secretly think that they just paid Dana Warrior yearly to show up once, and then Vince cut your big check, and is like, this is because your husband's dead. Thanks for letting us use his name. Hey. Uh, yeah, and then... Um, We'll still we'll we'll talk about the one I should get to know. If we're kind of bagging on people. Well um why did the fans there chant you deserve it? They're just they were just being nice. <laughs> when has Texas ever been nice? <laughs> <laughs> they would have cheered for Warrior if he was there. <laughs> I mean <laughs> So remember, remember the remember the words we just used to describe him. It fits most of Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, kid, you them. deserve it. And I just well, they just they live in Texas. Isn't she like a Texan? So maybe they're I don't know. yeah. But I still I wouldn't cheer for her. What is she done? She was a nitro girl. Oh, man. Logan. My wrestling career got cut short because I got hurt. Well, maybe that was a sign. She was a nitro girl, Logan. They were, yeah, she, no. They were influential in the wrestling business. You tell dancing. me where? And uh, it wasn't even on TV. It would dance during the first breaks. Yeah, all the fans and tenants loved it, you know? They said it was the best part of the show. And probably some nights it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say the same thing this week. I said last time, Booker T, if for whatever reason you're listening to this, I'll fight you. I fight you. Fuck. We're only 11 minutes in, and Logan's already threatening to fight on WWE Hall of Famer. Listen to the podcast, hear what we say about the wife, and I realize that we're 100% true. She really, I mean, the Queen, the Queen Shermel stuff was fun. 
And then, I mean, it's cool that she, you know, co-owns a wrestling promotion that her husband runs and she probably doesn't do anything with. Yeah. Just... Okay. I really hope that the You Deserve It was, like, phoned in. It didn't look like it was because Booker looked like he was going to cry every minute of it. He's like, I got my dumbass brother and my wife in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, uh, her, her speech was alright. I liked her speech. Her, the speech was fine. Yeah. Everything surrounding it, like, I was just angry the whole time. Yeah. She, uh, like, her video package, it was just, like, besides the Nitro Girl stuff, it was just, like, her, like, what, like, six-month run with yeah. Booker T. I'm like, that has to be, like, the most influential six months, like, of all time. Like, if that's what, if that's what got you. Right. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I'm sure, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a comparison, like, to somebody that's just, like, a valet for, like, a certain, just, like, one gimmick and then has never been seen again. Like, would they go in the Hall of Fame? Mama Shelton. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin's mom be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, she was more, like, she was more entertaining. Like, like that was a great character. Like, she came out in the, uh, like, in that nightgown thing. What's it called? Yeah. <laughs> moo The moo she, she came out in a moo <laughs> Like, dressed like my grandma. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, uh, Sean's mom for the Hall of Fame 2023. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it trending. Uh, uh, then the last thing it's talk. Let's see, the last thing it's talk about at the Hall. Obviously, the big one, uh, The Undertaker. This speech went long. Yeah, it did. It I like, don't think he was given a time limit. I think they just said, "Go for it, big man." When Vince walked out, there was 90 minutes left on the timestamp on Peacock. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, he went long. He went long. Uh, I think that's why everybody else got cut short. Everybody else got More than like three minutes, four minutes. I mean, I thought it was nice. I thought it was odd at times. <clears throat> like, I know he was trying to tell us about Mark Calloway. I feel like he's done that enough in interviews and other podcasts and documentaries lately. So some of those like stories, like the one lesson one, lesson two, my dad asked me if I was living under my means. Of course I am. Well, good. Because the the feet that you step on to get to the top are connected to the asses you have to kiss on the way back down. Whoa. Sounds like something a fucking uncle would say. Like, the one you rarely see. He's like, come here. That doesn't work a fucking job. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. And then his brief mentions of wrestlers. Like, some of them were fun. And then he had the odd ones, like, where he pretty much talked about the him and Shawn Michaels bullied Michael Hayes into putting him in a better spot and getting more time from at Mania. Some hell was raised. Kane, he makes me call him Mr. Mayor now. Uh, he, he was so special, too. He got to walk around like it was a fucking TED Talk, too. With his little yeah. piece. 
Well, he reminded me of in the '90s they had those like um, television preachers. If you would have put like a big old church behind him, doesn't help that he cried for like the first fucking hour or two. Yeah, well, you know the crowds give them love, you know. They get crying. No, who wouldn't have cried? Shelton's mama. Oh, mama. <laughs> Yeah, um, this Mania, this Mania's Hall of Fame, excuse me, it, it, was, it was kind of, nothing fun happened. I mean, yeah, Taker put his coat and jacket on at the end and said, never say never. But it's because, um, he might want that Saudi money again one day. Yeah, they're, uh, they didn't, the next event's uh, TLC in Saudi. So. Do it, but Undertaker in a TLC match. Why not? So, you ready to you ready to move on to WrestleMania Night One? Yeah. WrestleMania. And I gotta say, I I really enjoyed WrestleMania. I think this is one of those instances where you can spot a WWE hater, or like an anti WWE person online, because they'll say that the event sucks. Or why would you watch the event? Is this? I mean. All around, it was a good time. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give credit credit to This was a very fun weekend. It's probably the most fun I had watching WWE specifically in a, in a hot minute. Um, that Royal Rumble left me with a sour taste in my mouth for the most part. Um, yeah, this was this was a it was a fun weekend. Um, and it kind of backs up the point I said I've said before. And I think I posted it. I, t- I know I tweeted about it. Uh, AEW, like week in and week out, at least in my personal opinion, does put on a, a better yeah. wrestling show. But I never count out WWE. They can put on a big show better than anybody else, mm-hmm. and this is this is proof of it. When they try, when they want to try, and they have the means to go all out, and they do. Oh, yeah. They're hard. They're hard to top. Will I put this above All Out or Full Gear of last year? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I really enjoyed All Out. I, I'd put it above Full Gear. I think. Yeah, for sure. But I, over All Out, time will tell. I don't know. Uh, but night one. I believe it was the better of the two nights. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't think it was really close. Uh, we'll start at the bottom here, but just overall, um, okay. I think what night one, the the Stone Cold segment that ended night one has re- really put the bow on it, and we'll get to that later. But I, I outside of the first match, which got cut short due to an injury, I think all the matches were entertaining. Uh, yes, and I know the word sports entertainment is like used as like a joke, but that, mm-hmm. that's like it's such the perfect word to describe WWE and its product. Because yeah, like if you watch AEW, like that's a like, that's a pro wrestling show. You can go down to your local uh, indie fed, and like that that that's what AEW is like times a hundred with like the best of those people, uh, right? And then WWE like. 
you're getting a fucking st- like stage performance uh, to the highest level, like the most entertaining characters you can possibly think of. Uh, so let's, with that being said, let's, let's, just, let's just get into it. Let's just break it down. Uh, obviously, in the Usos versus Shinsuke and Rick Boogs for the mm-hmm. SmackDown tag titles got cut short. Uh, Rick Boogs got injured. Uh, he's going to be out for an undisclosed amount of time, probably a couple months. I think it's like six yeah. months. I think I, I don't have it right in front of me, but, but that's when you know that's yeah, what happens so. when you have two full-grown men jump on top of you. <laughs> yeah, both on one side too. Yeah, so maybe let that be a lesson to you. Uh, this like I feel like this was the only real dud. Uh, yeah. Of the night, and it's not really their fault. Uh, I feel like it was. It, it started off great. I feel like it was bound. It felt like. Oh, got injured. It was I, about to get into that last year to. Yeah, off, I think but... it would have been like a Boog coming out party. Like I figured he he would be the one to win the match. Um, I felt a little bad when his knee got hurt because I thought it was part of the story. So I was just being like, "When's he coming back up? When's he coming back up?" Never. And then it showed the end, and we can carry it out. And I go, "Oh, this." This might be a blessing in disguise uh, for us fans because, as you know, uh, the SmackDown tag division is pretty thin. Uh, and uh, there's reports that uh, Imperium is on their way up oh. after SmackDown. So uh, Gunther is bringing his, bringing his team. Uh, so that match was a happy more happy. Happy Morgan, Happy Corbin versus uh, Drew McIntyre with uh, Mad Cat Moss. I don't really remember much about There's... this match. I remember, I remember the ending. The ending, yeah. Uh, Drew cutting the ropes in half. I, yep. I'll be honest. The match was the match was good. I like uh, Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin. He, I think he's underrated. Uh, just, Definitely, just just, just his work. Uh, recently, like the past like year, as uh, was a broke Corbin. Yeah, and, uh, sad Corbin. Sad Corbin. King Cor, like uh, he's he's taking everything he's been given and running with it. But the only critique I have in this of Andrew McIntyre is I I I think that sword is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like Finnick Man sword. Like what the fuck is like Drew McIntyre's gimmick? Like, Highlander. Really? Like it's. I mean, it's, it's, like I just I I know there's a lot. Drew has a lot of fans. I mm-hmm. get it. I just he just he just does not appeal to me. I think he's the most bland, boring guy on this card. So me. I I don't know how you feel about him. That's just that's just me. I don't necessarily think bland because bland would mean no one likes him. But I know somebody. Likes um, him. A lot of people like him. I was thinking, like charisma wise, I've seen that he's kind of off with everyone, which he is. He it's almost like he's a robot when he cuts promos too. It's almost like he's got his keywords. He's got to hit him. I know they're trying to turn him into the next Cena. I says, you know, your white meat baby face, but I, yeah, his his gimmick is. Vince was watching the USA Network one night and saw Highlander or saw Braveheart, and he goes, 
Drew Scott. I can put Drew in a kill. Um, uh, the big, the big moment from this match uh, is obviously that uh, Drew McIntyre was the first person to kick out of the end of days. Yeah, that caused a lot of fucking Twitter discussion. Yeah, so, like, one of the most been finishers in WWE. The streak uh, ended, which I at WrestleMania. Never, yeah, I guess, I guess it was the time to to end it. Like, you know, how much longer you go without having somebody kick out? But yeah. I guess Drew was the right person to do, even though I do think he's a charisma vacuum. Yeah, um, which is hilarious because he was a three man band, and I mean, at least Jinder is some charisma. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess like, yeah. this match, I, this match is good. It it served its purpose. Uh, yep, and I wonder if that feud is done now if they're going to slowly transition McIntyre heading toward the heavyweight title because I think at this point if anyone beats Roman it's going to be McIntyre or it's going to be Biggie if he's able to come back so Logan I told you I told you last week and I tweeted about it mm. and it came it came it came true Logan Logan Paul is a better pro wrestler than Dominic yeah, yes. like no, no if hands or buts, and he's had like significantly less training with less qualified sucks. people. I, I I I wouldn't say he sucks. He 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 did have a lot of great spots in the match, but he he wasn't as smooth as Logan Paul was, or as entertaining. No, I. I... Found it. Uh, the two things I found the funniest was that on the same night that they come out wearing on those Gringos logos attire, which was the first team that Eddie Guerrero was in and made her spotlight, and then they lost <laughs> in Texas. His best friend. Yeah. And... Why? The Logan, funnier part Logan, of Logan that. Paul hit hit uh yeah. hit, his, hit his moves better than the, uh Dominic did. Yeah, did the three amigos, and then when he was thrown to the top rope, I started cackling. <laughs> he hit the frog. I thought they'd like knee him or something. That's how they'd win. And then he hit the frog splash, <laughs> and I fell off my couch. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> and I was and I um. My let's see that was night one yeah so it was my dad was there and I pointed and I go he's gonna beat him with Eddie's moves and I was I had no breath I I, I hope we see him again I I think they're he's, he's gonna feud with the Miz I don't know when um, I hope it's not at Mania I, I don't think we're gonna wait that long I think SummerSlam, SummerSlam at the latest yeah yeah I um uh, but I was right though I somebody did turn it just wasn't Dominic or Logan it was Miz yeah well Dominic well I guess I was technically right I just I thought Logan would turn face on Miz but Logan Paul turned face unwillingly I guess so yeah I'll take the I'll take the win either way did uh, you see the reports that it happened because he wanted that clause put into his contract it was just weird like I I, I never heard of anything like that I don't know. I don't know. It's probably not even real. And he told that to Vince, and he goes, "Yeah, all right, oh, whatever." Yep, yep, yep. You can be babyface. I don't give a shit. How many times are you gonna wrestle your year? Yeah, it's fine. And I, and I appreciate it because he was the only celebrity on this card that actually had actual gear to wear. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. but, well, wait a second. Next... Saying, what, an actual or was an actual gear? It, it was it was a mockery. <laughs> like that's fine. It's great, right? I laughed. He looked he looked like a jackass, which is the point. But like, I Pat McAfee didn't even try. <laughs> no, he. It looked like he walked into the arena like that. He did. That's what, there's backstage uh, of him walking in. He's wearing that same black tank top, and he even said on his show on Monday, uh, he got there and Logan, he saw Logan Paul on night one. He's like. Oh shit! You know, maybe I should probably should have got gear for WrestleMania, <laughs> even though he knew about this like four weeks ago, probably longer. I like how in his the video package about it, they didn't mention NXT one time. Yeah, no, I I'm guessing that's because of Adam Cole. He was, it was with Adam. Yeah. Cole. Uh, but like, it's just one of those things. Is like we know it happened, but they're gonna pretending it doesn't happen. It's just like infuriating. Like, especially since it was almost like a copy of his match with Adam Cole, like his spots at least. He did the same uh jump from the mat to the top rope in that match. And he he did all of his all the same shit he usually did. Um and they're acting like it was the first time we've ever seen it. But like I've seen it before. But we'll get no. to we'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh match of the night. I think match of the weekend uh, for WWE, at least. I know FTR and uh, Briscoes tore their house down and got match of the weekend. Uh, but WWE-wise, Becky Lynch versus Belair, in my eyes, was the best match of the weekend. Uh, yeah. And I told you so. I, I told you motherfuckers. <laughs> they were so pissed off about Bianca losing in 10 seconds to Becky at SummerSlam that she's getting buried. It's over. WWE's racist. No, listen, she got she got it back. This is was all planned to. It was like the most obvious thing ever. That what makes a good baby face is having a bad guy embarrass her and then forcing her to start back from the bottom and doing the chase all over again. Right. Baby faces are boring when they're champions forever. Except if you're Hulk Hogan in the 80s. Yeah. But still. Right. Like, um, this is, like, yeah. that, like, this is probably, those, like, these past, how many months was it? Nine months? Bianca Belair's character has developed so much since then. She's a completely different person than she was at last year's Mania's main event. And she absolutely tore the house down again with Becky. And it was well-deserved. It was a great match. Uh, I'm excited to see where title reign leads. Yeah. I'm excited to see the rematch with Becky. Uh, they'll probably tear the house down again. And uh, maybe free Becky up to go do some other things. I'm, I'm glad that they did it like this. Because the pop-out way for Becky to have beaten Bianca way back when. would have just been for Becky to come back. Challenge her normally. Show up at the pay-per-view and beat her. But that wouldn't be what they'd want. Another idea would be to have um, Bianca beat Becky before then, but then I think the fans at that point would have booed Bianca uh, since she would have beaten Becky. Because I think that's I, I think Becky was partially true in her promo. I think if it hadn't have been Bianca, there's a chance that the fans wouldn't have started booing her. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting dynamic. I 
I'm hoping that this kind of becomes a Christian latest scenario. Where you can see them fight and then even team up because I think there could be just there's magic involved in those two together. Yeah, I uh, I'm really interested to see where Becky Lynch goes after this now that she her whole character and persona was revolving around the Raw Women's Championship ever since WrestleMania 35 and even before that. Uh, uh, just just to see like what they're gonna do with her. Uh, yeah, I, I'm curious if she feuds with a returning Bailey. Um, then Bailey can just tear her down and tell her ver- like, "Oh man, you lost the titles because you're not me." Who would have Who would have beat Bianca at Mania? Ding dong, hello me. <laughs> and then it can slowly transition back into a baby face. Even though I will say, when I went to that live event, more fans there cheered Becky than cheered Bianca or Liv Morgan. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, this next match, the worst kept secret of uh, all time, essentially. Uh, almost, almost as bad as CM Punk's return. Uh, Seth Rollins yeah. versus Cody Rhodes coming out. Uh, I Did he get so much pyro before his pyro? They, like, were we supposed to be goofed? Because, I mean, that pyro kind of... When it went off, it was kind of like Chris Jericho, but it started out completely dark, so it was almost like it was Bray Wyatt. It Was that their attempt at being like, he he, who is it? Or is he always going to get pyro before pyro? I, th- I think the lights out thing is going to stay because they did it on Raw. Uh, I don't even know if they do pyro at Raw, Raw anymore, do they? I thought I always thought, no. I always thought it was just like a pay per view thing. Um, but yeah, his, I I was really I really thought that here comes the money was going to play, uh, <laughs> but then they played the the opening to a song. That I think I think is kind of overrated. Like it's a good song. I I I wouldn't give it the praise it's been getting. No, it gets a lot of it. I don't understand it. Like the opening part is like the best part, and that's it. Adrenaline in my soul. I don't know the other words. Like it's catchy. I'll give them that. Um, I really don't want to talk too much about the match. It was. It was a good match. It was great. It was a... I, I thought for Cody coming back to the WWE system and being with Seth, um, I thought it was going to be a lot worse, to be honest. I mean, that's, my expectations were lower for it. Um, I, I thought I thought it did great. Um, the only thing it made me worried about, I guess, was the next night on Raw. They kept mentioning the heavyweight title. Yeah, I really is. don't think with this atmosphere of Roman, McIntyre, potentially Biggie, even Kofi, Seth, AJ, like Cody Rhodes shouldn't be a champion. That's that's where I want to take it because, like like we said, this was a great match. There's not really too much to get into it. It was, uh, I probably it was probably Cody's best match in a long time. Yeah. Um, 
and I think that was mostly Seth there. Uh, I have. I th- um, what was that? I mean, someone, someone, someone I talked to, you know, you know, Barry. Um, apparently, he does not like Seth Rollins. Mm. I think it's crazy. I think this is one of the best Seth Rollins we've had in a while, both in the ring and his gimmick. Well, I, I think if Seth Rollins met Barry, he probably wouldn't like him either. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, what I really want to talk about was what you brought up was the next kind of Raw. Like where, where, what's, what's next for Cody? Is he going right into the to Roman? Is he going right for the the world title, the unified Universal Championship? Um, so, I I think I think Cody ends up with a title. The two situations I've thought of: the one wackier one is down the line they do another stupid draft. And then SmackDown needs a champion. So they do a tournament, Cody wins it, and then whoever the GM is has some sort of like NWA connection. He goes, my championship isn't going to be anything big and gaudy like the Unified Universal. It's going to be the big gold belt, and they'll reintroduce that. And then Cody can hold the same heavyweight title as Dad did. And... But I think, I think the point of the promo was he wanted to win the WWE championship. Since his dad never won it, uh, and he got all teary eyed. It was a it was a great promo. I think it was it was a it would definitely be a contender for promo of the year. But his dad wrestled in WWF like well, I mean in the nineties too. But when he was a contender, only like three or four times. I don't know. It's it's interesting that uh, that's a story you're gonna tell though. Though no rewrite history. Yeah. Well, um, do you think? That potentially this is the first thing for Cody to have him on the title out the gate, kind of as like, uh, oh, remember when AEW said he couldn't be world champion? I, then they're gonna try and like play that narrative. I obviously that's not the case. He lost a title match, and it was you know he wanted to do it. Or if he lost the match, wouldn't get a title shot because then at the time that's he said fans wouldn't complain about. I'm always being in the main event. That fun stuff. Yeah. I'm wondering if WWE again rewrites history and oh, we put the title on the guy. You guys wouldn't. I, I, just, I, I also want to bring up um, this this tweet that pissed me off from uh, uh, Ryan Satin, however you pronounce his fucking dumbass name. Uh, he was he was. Say like, oh man, did you did you hear that reaction? And AEW wanted to turn him heel. Yeah, it, it, it's still the fucking right move. It would have been the right move for AEW to turn him heel. Like, name name any like wrestler with a name that's been gone from WWE for six plus years that would return and not get a fucking reaction like that, like a surprise return and not get a reaction like that. Right, like. Obviously, he's going to be in a honeymoon phase for the next fucking three months, right? When he goes on tour and all the WWE fans that haven't seen him in six years uh, are going to be like, oh, yeah, Cody, yeah, Cody, Cody. But, fuck, he, 
he still should have turned heel in AEW because that's what it, like that's where his character like was heading. Uh, it, it 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 just doesn't it just didn't make sense. Uh, still doesn't make sense now, and we'll see in fucking six months where Cody Rhodes is at. If he's still an Uber <coughs> baby face, fine. I, I'll I'll eat shit on it, I guess. But, I find uh, it interesting that everyone I talk to about it has the same consensus about Cody that he's going to be like a shiny new toy for three to six months, and then he's just going to get dropped. Like, and I hope not, right? Like, I. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, Cody, I think he has all the potential to be successful in WWE, but I, I, I still think it's a weird decision to go to yeah. WWE after all that time, all everything, especially everything, everything that's been said, everything he said. Especially he was the only one. Um, if you're a member of the EVPs. Kenny and the Young Bucks were like, we don't, we don't want to beat WWE. We just want to be a contender. While Cody's like, we're gonna beat him. I, w- I wonder if this is gonna lead. I think we're kind of already seeing it, like a change in attitude in AEW. Like, yeah, like I still they're still obviously gonna put on try to put on the best show, but is it? I don't know. Like, is that is that is that like the the goal for them? I don't. I don't think it is, especially since now that Cody's gone. Right. But that's a that's a whole discussion for another day. Um, we got a uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda to talk about anyway. I th- I think this was R- Ronda Rousey's best match. Um, yeah. I, I I I'm not gonna be Ric Flair and call it the greatest women's match of all time. <laughs> yeah, Ric's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't that good, um, but like, still, I think this was just a continuation of the Survivor Series match, and it, it was, it was good. It was. It was good for Ronda. I'll say that, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, you think just, Ronda just works a certain style that doesn't work with very many people on in the women's roster. But it works for right. Charlotte, and Charlotte and her just have this chemistry where Charlotte gets the best out of her, uh, walks her through the match, and it, it, if if Charlotte hasn't didn't win a single women's championship, she should be put in the Hall of Fame for what she's done with Ronda, <laughs> like making yeah. her look this good. Uh, I'm excited to see if Becky can do the same with her next year at Mania, because that seems to be where they're gonna go. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, uh, finally have their single we'll actually match. go with that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the logical next step, uh, especially if next year will be Ronda's last meeting because I think she only has a year left in her original right. deal uh, of dates. Um, so yeah, I think that's gonna be the logical uh, end point for Ronda because they are kind of been. Uh, two ships passing in the night type of deal. They're yep. always there. They had the run in at thirty five where Charlotte got added, um, which was weird. And I, if Charlotte, Charlotte just beating Oscar out of nowhere, whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah, I feel like that's just destined for Becky to get the win over Ronda next year and make her star greater. Uh, 
Like, I, I was kind of surprised with the finish. I thought Ronda would go over here. I thought so, too. Uh, I, I feel like Ronda... I feel like, like they were setting up for Ronda to hold the belt for the year, or at least be hot potatoing around with somebody else, maybe have one or two reigns throughout the year with it, and then drop it to Becky. Becky moves to SmackDown at the next superstar shakeup or draft or whatever. And then go from there. And then Becky wins at SoFi in Los Angeles next year. Yeah. Um, she she debunked the reports, but I I kind of I kind of felt like this is something she would do. She was pissed off that uh, Stone Cold was yeah. around after her. Like <laughs> she says that wasn't true, and I'll and I'll take Ronda's word for it over Meltzer's. Um, right. But. That that does seems like something she get pissed off about. Like I'm not the main event. Like the last man was the main event. I'm still the most popular person on the roster. Blah 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 blah. blah. I'm like no. I won the rumble. Fucking Stone Cold is gonna. I bet. I bet. You know what? You know what? maybe I will believe Meltzer because I feel like this is exactly what happened. I'll walk you through the scenario because okay. the 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 talk now about the Stone Cold match was that he didn't know if he wanted to do it until the weekend of. Okay. Uh, that's kind of why uh, they kind of announced it as a KO show, where if Stone Cold gets to Dallas, like on Friday or Thursday or whenever, and he's not really feeling it, he's like, yeah. oh, oh man, I'm having another anxiety attack. I had too much <laughs> Red Bull. What? Uh, All right. He, like, if that kind of thing happened, and then they can kind of like semi main it, you know, and have Ronda go on last. I, I feel like Ronda was told that. I'm like, she was like, well, you know, Ronda, you know, we're not really sure uh, if, if Steve's going to be ready. So you might, so be ready to go on last if Steve's not going to wrestle. And But Steve's like, came in fucking bad out of hell, fucking put on a great show for us. Uh, that I did, did you expect Stone Cold to go do as much as he did taking a fucking no. suplex on the cement throwing suplexes on the stage he looked a little no. winded at first those those kicks looked a little a little slow but he he went yeah, they he, did. He, I thought it was going to be slow the whole time yeah he but he he powered through it I was like when that first happened I was like oh no he's already blown up Yep. I was like, oh shit. Stone Cold's gonna embarrass himself and we're never gonna see him again. He's, he's gonna be pissed off at himself. But no, he fucking uh, turned it around. Had a fantastic yeah. night. Fucking, how awesome is that for Kevin Owens? Right? What's, Main event I mean, in WrestleMania figure, Stone Cold. Well, not only that, um, remember last year he and Sami Zayn did the stuff with Logan Paul. I mean, KO keeps getting more and more trusted. Um, and Sami Zayn, too. I think this is one of those situations where I'm just really glad they stayed with the company. Yeah. Because it looks like there's only going to be bigger and better things for them. Uh, I I hope... I, I know they made it seem like this is Stone Cold's swan song. He goes yeah. out on a win. Um, but I hope I hope we get another one. I I know yeah. it's, I know it's um, selfish to ask, 
like we we weren't supposed to get this right fuck. i mean when when this was first announced um there was names reported because it was gonna be do you remember for like a day it was gonna be more than just this this was gonna start something and then names being said were like randy orton which of course is a dream match aj styles um the new edge and eventually the Brock Lesnar match we never got, which I think um, I would want to see Stone Cold get thrown around. It shows that he can brawl. So I think it'd be just be fun if Brock and Austin just, just hit, hitting and punching over and over until one of them gets the advantage. Yeah, I we'll see. I, I'm going to hold my breath on that. If if we don't get it, I'm I'm content with it. Um, be content to it'd almost be perfect for their next year and there's still that rumor of Roman and Rock so then have Austin fight Cena right man what a stack mania that could be next year yeah but knowing knowing how trends usually work whenever this far out we're like thinking about how stacked a mania is gonna be it's not gonna turn out that way next year's gonna be like Fucking WrestleMania nine. Or be Ezekiel versus Elias. Ezekiel. The he looks like a predator. Looks like he, <laughs> looks, like he looks like he belongs on Dateline. <laughs> like Chris Hansen walks in like what, what are you doing here? Like, no, my older brother is, is Elias. The wrestler. I see. I see you brought a guitar. Will you? <laughs> we go play a song for the fourteen-year-old girl. <laughs> well, 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 Mr. Hanson, that's that's what we do here. We put smile on kids' faces. I'm sure it's not the only thing about the kids' face, huh? I we we found condoms in your trunk, sir. Those aren't mine. Those are my older brother, <laughs> Elias's. You know, he's a WWE superstar. I'm going to be just like him. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. I was hoping we were going to avoid talking about it, but... Here we are. Child predator Ezekiel. <laughs> Uh, just think, we started talking about Cena versus Austin, and we got the child predator Ezekiel. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I guess we, uh, we should uh, move on to night two, so we can uh, get this wrapped up as soon as we can before, before we go uh, anywhere else. Uh, Triple H leaving his boots in the ring. Uh, I'm glad he got a moment. Yes, great moment, great moment. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I'm just glad you guys moment. It kind of, I'm kind of upset because Triple H, I felt like was one of those guys that was gonna give us like a great like retirement angle. Yeah, um, and that, I just feel robbed of that as a fan, and I'm sure he does too. He doesn't get to go out and knowing that like, oh, this is my last match. I'm gonna go give it all like his last match was like a live event with 
yep. Shinsuke and Bobby Roode and somebody else. I literally don't remember. I, I said it last week, too, and I still don't remember who the fuck it was. Uh, but, yeah, so he starts it off. He gets off again. Uh, we open up with the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Uh, same as night one. Another Tag Team Championship match to open. Uh, Street Profits, RK Bro, Alpha Academy. Um RKO won, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And they brought out uh, uh, another predator, Gable. Gable Stevenson. Stevenson. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't live to know either until he showed up at WWE. Like, I watched his fucking amateur match uh, in, uh, at Detroit a couple weeks ago. And uh, that didn't, didn't, didn't seem... Didn't get brought up then. Yeah, no, I was surprised because uh, I forget who was on Twitter, but he was talking about probably how... uh, Dave Bixpan. Probably he's yeah, he's, he's big in yep. the calling out all the the predators in the biz. They how night two was just full of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a we got an RK we got a couple RKOs out of nowhere WrestleMania. Uh, I didn't. It wasn't story. what I said. I was a little disappointed. They teased it, I thought. Yeah, I really thought Montez was going to go for a frog splash and just eat an RKO. Well, he, well, he, was, he was set up for it, but they just RKO'd him from the top. Uh, Riddle yeah, I liked uh, Riddles. And then Gable just like, you know, I'm just going to dive headfirst at Randy Orton. That seems like a great idea. Yeah. Uh, it was a good opener. Nice. It, was, it was probably... It was the opener we should have got on night one. Fast-paced tag team match. Uh, the ending was a little cheesy. Uh, Gable Stevenson has a lot to work on. Yeah, he seems like a uh, charisma vacuum. Yeah, he needs he needs to do a couple sit-ups, too. <laughs> yeah, see? You know, My dad and I pointed that out. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one with the body shame or anything. You know, I have no room to. But, uh, like, if I'm going to go shirtless on TV, like, and I'm, like, this world known like olympic gold medalist wrestler like i i would i'd do like 500 stars like going into remember his shirt from night one i don't remember a shirt from night one looked like someone like knitted it for him the buttons were barely holding the shirt together like he was like coming out of the shirt it's probably it's probably his grandma let me look it up (laughs) gable stevenson And isn't this the guy that was supposed to be the next Brock Lesnar? I think he's supposed to be more like Kurt Angle. Because that... uh that, the best that, shape of Velo Brown. That weird bald guy <laughs> in uh, NXT. Is oh, next Parker Bordier. Yeah. Uh, Tarlin. I'm trying, I'm trying to find this dude's fucking shirt. now. Oh, right here. Yeah, he's not, yeah, even, I mean, he's not even wearing an undershirt. <laughs> like the buttons he, are like at the seams, and you can see. He needs one. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's supposed to be the next. Like, he's supposed to be a beast on TV, though. His, I, mean, I guess. His, I guess his... though, look, looking at Taz, you know, Taz was used as the amateur wrestling beast, and looks like a midget. So, you know what? Gable could surprise me. Yeah, he he had a good suplex. I'll give him that. Yeah. 
I'm just upset he didn't join Alpha Academy. Does it make sense? Yeah. I don't know. They probably wouldn't let him in because he has those horrendous tattoos on his nipples. <laughs> the lion and the bear. Yeah, you can tell um, he's going to make good choices in life. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a meaning behind it. Um, but whatever. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Almost. Almost lost. I told you. I think I think you told me. Uh, well, you know they're they're pushing him. I'll like having him lose doesn't make sense here. I was like, that's 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 why he's gonna lose because it doesn't make sense, right? They push him just for him to lose. Um, so now almost, well, yeah, but... almost his career is most likely over. <laughs> he he's just another slow big guy. The the aura around him is gone. He got beat by Bobby Lashley. No one's gonna care about him anymore. Uh, well, he's, he's maybe gonna re- he'll be released in a year and a half. You see who he got paired with? Um, no, I didn't watch Raw. I fell asleep. Uh, what I said happened. MVP turned on Bobby on Raw and is with almost. Uh, good luck, good luck, MVP. Right, I I get off that sinking ship. Are you? Because if he's gone, you you'll go with him. If you're still paired with him, maybe I'm wondering if they're hoping for a like an Armandro Estrada with Umaga kind of pairing. Where you got yeah, but Umaga guy is like actually really intimidating, right? Yeah, so it's almost he's tall, and his teeth are very yellow. <laughs> he's not though. <laughs> So he doesn't use soap. That's scary. Neither those wrestling fans. Right? <laughs> like, like, there's somebody that smells just like him three rows away. Like, yeah, I think I think I told you the night of Mania. Um, almost is all the bad things of Ahmed Johnson mixed with all the bad things of the Great Kali. Yeah. I mean, at least Kylie at times can be could be safe, especially later in his career. And I was still early in almost. Is there was some times it just it did not look good. It hasn't looked good. <sighs> he, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think WWE has ever pushed a big man like him that I enjoyed. Since Umaga, probably. Like, even as a kid, uh, I did not like Great Kali in 06. Yeah, I don't know why a lot of people did. I, like, I, I was actually scared of Umaga. Like, I thought, like, he was going to kill John Cena. Um, <laughs> like, but, like, ever since then, they haven't, like, I, I got, who, who else was there? That didn't work out, obviously. I'm there's probably like five of them on ECW. Yeah, that's how he fucking remembers. Uh, but let's just let's move on. To something we, yeah, let's move on. To something that we will remember. Uh, Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. This match did not need to be so good. It had the right. Um, it, it it was lame in like a good way. Yeah, you're like, man, like this is dumb as fuck, but I can't stop watching. 
Wee Man was great. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad all the jackass uh, guys were out there. Um, yeah, Wee Man. I think Wee Man sold the show from Johnny. Oh yeah, he did. But yeah, nice, the nice mouse trap table made me laugh because by the time he got it from out from under the ring, every trap had snapped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking that. But uh, that spot though looked like it hurt though, and Zane just like, I'm just gonna jump and do a front flip yeah. to this table. Like you know that fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. That hurt. Like that table like did not break his fall that much. Oh. Uh. Yeah, the giant mouse trap. I I thought that was a, I thought it was pretty lame. Um, yeah. Especially since he not, almost knocked himself out pulling the lever. Right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it worked. It worked. And obviously, like, Sami Zayn could obviously, like, sit up if he wanted to. Like, it wasn't going yeah. down. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll live with it. We'll live with it. Uh, the Fatal 4 Women's Tag Match. Uh, uh, we were certain that the women that had a team name were going to win. Yeah, poor, until... poor, poor Liv and Rhea. Um, until I started hearing all the murmurings about Sasha's never won at Mania. Sasha's never won at Mania. Sasha Banks went 0-7. And that's when I realized they were winning. Yeah. Well, they also, the only ones they got like a full entrance to. Yep. So, <laughs> once I saw, once that happened, like, I kind of got the inkling, like, Naomi's going to win here. Right, you know, me and Sasha are gonna win. They they came out on a car. Live for brutality lost. So Liv Morgan just keeps losing all these opportunities at championships. That's okay. She'll she'll, 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 she'll get there eventually, or give it like Mandy Rose and go down to NXT probably. Or oh yeah, or that, or you know maybe Bud just needs to be cut again and she gets called. She gets a short straw. Yeah. Uh, AJ and Edge. Uh, this surprised me. I thought this was better. This was pretty good. Um, I I kind of figured somebody was gonna get involved, uh, especially yeah. since the rumors of Edge forming a group. Um, so I kind of knew this wasn't gonna be a clean finish. So it kind of kept me from getting too invested in it. But I did. I did get invested. I I'm excited. I hope they get a rematch with a clean finish with AJ going over. Um. So this group uh, that Edge is going to be leading is Damian Priest is also the first member. Uh, the talks are uh, Rhea Ripley is going to be probably be the next member to join, and uh, I don't remember who the third one was supposed to be. I've heard Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. And I, yeah. I've heard that Donovan Dijak or um, T-Bar is what he was called. I, I hope it's not T-Bar. I, <laughs> I don't want it to be T-Bar, but I want it to be the guy behind T-Bar. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yeah let's go. I, I, I'm excited to see that. Now, don't have much else to say about it. Yeah, uh, edge, um, edge I already have action. a name for it. Oh, yeah? They're the team. Yeah, I f- it, it's like the Brood 2.0, so it's the Tood. 
the tood. Like T O O D. I really thought about how I'd spell it. I know that one of the ways would be grammatically correct. I'm just uh, not sure which one it'd be. Yeah, well, yeah, we will. We got all the the major the spots that we expected. Edge spear and from a phenomenal forearm. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a good match, but there's nothing really discuss with it. I mean, it's Edge and it's AJ Styles. It's 2022. There's going to be nothing wrong with the match. Right. There wasn't anything like flashy or big that's going to be used in a highlight reel years from now. So, the interesting thing is is the actual confirmation of uh, the two group. Yeah. Uh, seeing where we're going to go with that. Um, so, it seems, seems Damian Priest, they, they just dropped Damian Priest and Finn, it seems then. Yep. Uh, and I think we discussed it on Twitter where uh, next logical progression is AJ and Finn versus Priest and Edge and then that's when they introduced the third member yeah it seems to be uh, the most obvious point but you never know you never know if uh, Finn could it seems like Finn is about to go feud with us in theory so yeah. we'll, see. we'll see how that goes uh, then after being cut from night one, New Day finally gets, gets to fight Seamus Ridge Highland. They got about two minutes. Uh, and uh, what's the what's that douchebag's name? Butch. Uh, yeah. Looks like a fucking dork, but that's alright. <laughs> I know I know who Pete Dunn is, and I'll I'll live with the memory of him. But Butch is a fucking dork i hate him whatever um like i don't i gotta like if they just renamed him whatever if you still what about if they call him butch dunn they can they can can call him a big dumb idiot (laughs) (laughs) like like as as long as he's like doing something and not a fucking moron standing at ringside like a like a like a 1950s middle school bully. Like, he is too. Like, uh, like, there was nothing really wrong with the Pete Dunn like, character he had in NXT, like the bruiser weight. Oh. Like, we just come in like and like legitimately kick someone's ass and not like a playground like beatdown. Like, he looks like, yeah. he looks like the fucking kid from uh, Christmas Story. Like, the bully. <laughs> and like, that's how he acts. That's how he fights too. You just like, whatever. Um, they I get... just find it funny that Kofi and Xavier did like the small tribute to Biggie, and then they lost. Yeah, in like a minute and a half. Whatever. Like, just I would, I just don't even have the fucking match. Yeah. Like, if, if you, so somehow I just make this make sense to me. I didn't really want to spend so much time on this match, but now, now, now it's flowing. Now, how how do we have a match cut short on night one? There, then there not be enough time to have a match, but then cram it onto this card, and and only give it and small give it two minutes, even though you had a big opening segment where like wrestling didn't start until like eight thirty five. Yeah, I I don't know. And somehow night two somehow goes to midnight, or night one goes to midnight, and this one ends at 
like eleven thirty Eastern time. I, I it blows my mind. I don't know how to make that make sense. Um, <laughs> now, this was probably the most fun match of the night. Uh, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Oh yeah. I think the best part uh, was Michael Cole. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can tell how much he um, generally enjoys McAfee. Yeah, I'm. Uh, like like we said, uh, about a half hour ago now. Uh, all of McAfee's big spots we've already seen at NXT. Wasn't too surprised about it. I was glad that he's doing it at WrestleMania for a bunch of people who didn't see it. Um, glad he got the win off over Austin Theory. Uh, I'd be surprised if he didn't win there. Um, yeah, but the big surprise was that everybody was right, or the uh, the dirt sheets were right that Vince was planning to have a match with Pat McAfee at Mania. And he did it. He. <laughs> I like that their conversation about doing it wasn't on the mic. Yeah. It's just McAfee. I know you got a two piece on. You want to get in here? I I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people shitted on it. But it's like, at, I like that. At some point, like, you're watching a fake fucking sport. All right. You, you, I mean, you need to throw your expert, your, like, your. Like you just need to throw like that shit out the window. Like, do you really think Pat McAfee is gonna just beat down this old fucking man? Like, well, and that's the thing I don't like. On the same night that Undertaker, well, I guess the same weekend, the Undertaker was in the Hall of Fame. I love the Undertaker. He was a very, very old man still competing against Brock Lesnar. We're gonna believe that because he has mystical powers. Right. We're not gonna. Be- we're not gonna take that same grain of salt and sprinkle it on the Mister McMahon character. Supposed to be, you know, jacked up and strong. Yeah. Like, it was why, fun. Why I, do you get to? Why do you get to pick and choose on which parts of wrestling can be real? Yeah, and then we probably got for like the last time ever, Austin Stunning McMahon, like. We're probably never gonna like let that sink in. Like we're never gonna see that again. Like it was shit. It was a shit stunner. Yeah. But, like who cares? Like all of Vince's stunners were shit. Yep. Get over it. Uh, but don't worry. Austin Theory and, and Pat McAfee made up for it with their cells and yeah, the gif of uh, McAfee drinking beer on the floor will live forever. Uh, <laughs> I. This is probably like the funnest moment of the night. I I didn't want it to end. Yeah, I I like you said. I shocked Vince got in. Um, it's it's interesting to me because the last couple times he and Austin have been in like the ring together, and you know Austin will be stunning him. They usually pass it off to someone else or talk about how Vince. You know Vince always went to his heart problem. Got heart problems. He can't do that. I'm an ARP. So I wonder what they, like, what made a difference this time? <laughs> then I'm also wondering what went through Vince's head. Like, you think he was just laughing as all the botches were happening? Or was he just yelling at himself in his mind? God damn it, Vince, get your balance. Get off the goddamn rope. Bend your knees, bend your knees. Oh, not like that, Vince. I feel, I feel like he did it on purpose a little bit, maybe. It looked, 
it made I mean it made me laugh. Yeah. Um so let's move on to the, the main event here. Very polarizing main event. Um I've seen a lot of uh, people with Roman Reigns profile pictures saying that this was the best match they've ever seen. Um I don't know. I, eh, I don't know about that one. I don't know if it was the biggest WrestleMania uh, match of all time. Uh but I don't even think it was the best Roman Brock. No, definitely not. They didn't even bleed. They bled in all the yeah. other ones. And I feel like like it, it felt like it ended too early. Like the match yep. was good. Like it but it was so, it was getting there. Like they did Brock actually hurt. I think Roman got hurt. Oh yeah, I saw his shoulder popped out. I knew that. But when Brock was like acting wobbly on his feet, it looked worse than he usually makes it look, if that makes sense. Like it looked like he was actually grimacing. And then I know as he left, he was like holding around his abdomen. Like I'm wondering if something happened to a rib. I don't know. Like I didn't notice. I do anything. know. I do know according to the dirt sheets that he flew home to Canada directly after WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar goes home after work. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like he's obviously not gonna be back for a while. I think he's booked for uh, Money in the Bank. I think this is his next one. Yeah, he might. He, he might be on Backlash. I so we might see him here soon, but. Like, this will be the big thing that tells us, because like we said last time, he said about a year ago, he wants to start not being in the title picture. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Do you, do you think they do one more match with Roman, like a rematch? Maybe. The other thing I thought is um, the night. Well, yeah, the night they do the rematch, they have Roman defend the title against Brock and whoever. That way, you know, both titles are on the line. Brock beat or Roman beats Brock, and he just beats the shit out of Roman. And Brock leaves, and then whoever's the second person, I thought it'd be Cody. Brock would like tap on the shoulder and laugh. Brock would go to the back, and Cody would be able to get like a cheap pin. Because I don't know what they're gonna do with Brock, and then if he doesn't go. For the heavyweight title anymore, I don't know what he's going to do after that. There's not a lot of like big guys that can fight Brock Lesnar on the roster right now. No. I don't think they pull the trigger on like a Brock and a Braun or a Brock and a Walter. Well, Braun's not on the roster anymore. <laughs> um, Braun Breaker. Oh, they meant Braun Strowman. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I'm I kind of over Brock Lesnar matches to be honest for a hot minute, because uh, it just feels like they just they end before they get going, like yeah. it's it's like the same like type of formula. Brock gets his offense in, he dominates early, his opponent makes a comeback, maybe hits a finisher on him, false finish, and then he'll hit his shit. And that five or two, another false finish, and then it's the actual finish, which is a combination of both of their finishers, either being reversed, hit, whatever, and then like, right, and then like once you're like, oh man, this is getting, this is getting kind of intense, 
then it's over. Uh, so I'm kind of over that. I kind of hope he changes the formula up a little bit, but I, I, we've been asking for that for like six years now with him. And he had a haircut. Cool. Whatever. Fucking have a ponytail to your ass crack and tuck it in. Like, I... I don't know. That I I think that pretty much covers uh, WrestleMania and our thoughts. Um, yeah. Um. The only th- thing I'm thinking now, where do you have Roman go from here? I mean, I feel like you've almost John Cena or Hulk Hogan yourself. You backed yourself into a corner because he's beaten everyone. Yeah. He, um. Yeah. I'm guessing Drew. Um, who else does he have left? Cody now. You think he, he if he holds the title, Seth? Yeah, do you think if he holds the title long enough, and Biggie somehow makes it back and he can wrestle, that they have um, Biggie win it from him? Do you think they're gonna try and push the sympathy card with Biggie? But that's I don't know, that's if, if if Biggie can even wrestle again. If not, him and Ryan Shazier can hang out. Well, I, I think that's our cue that we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> uh, but no, I Roman Roman's probably gonna Roman still has uh, the Rock to beat, so we have that to look forward. Yeah, to. Yeah, Roman will probably be the first to hold it for. Um, I guess not the first, but one of the more recent to hold it for a thousand straight days. Oh, you think you go for a thousand? What's he at now? Six? Is that six hundred? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, what's another year? And, yeah, so. I mean, if if he still has the title, we know he's beating The Rock anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so fuck it. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we're, we're an hour and 17 into this. Uh, so I guess, so let's let's get, uh, if you listen to this and you're still not following us on our socials, what are you doing? Uh, let's, let's, let's get to 1,000. Let's get to 1,000 TikTok yeah. followers. Uh, in a couple uh, episodes here might be a little hard, but we'll we'll work on it. Once we, once we get to a thousand, we have the ability to live stream on there, and I would love to live stream on TikTok. Uh, be fun. It would be very fun. Um, I I am also planning sometime this summer. Uh, we'll be moving to a new place. Um, so that'll be give, give me more opportunities to. I'll have an office and there you go. a place to uh, do more content and live stream during during shows, doing watch-alongs. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, follow us uh, at PW Proverbs on Twitter, uh, Processing Proverbs on TikTok and Instagram. We also have a link tree in all of our bios that links to all of our other stuff and where to find this podcast uh, if you want to listen to it on Apple or Google. If that's more convenient to you and all of our socials uh for logan i'm anthony see you next week